This week's episode of Talking Simpsons is brought to you by you. That's right, we're on Patreon now, so head on over to patreon.com slash talking simpsons. For as little as $5 a month, you can help our show and get all kinds of great extra content on top of that. We've got a ton of great bonus content waiting for you right now, so head on over to patreon.com slash talking simpsons today. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy hoy everybody, welcome to Talking Simpsons, proudly sponsored by Gigantic Asses Magazine. I am your host, Bob, Regional Krusty Mackey, and this is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of The Simpsons, who else is here with me today? Uh, Henry Gilbert, and I'm wearing an extra large piece of the True Cross today. <laughs> oh boy, and who else? Big Five, Chris Antista. Today's episode is Homie the Clown. Clown College. You can't eat that. <laughs> Today's episode aired on February 12th, 1995, and as always, Chris will tell us what happened on this mythical day in real-world history. <gasps> oh my Clammy, God. clam, clam, Bobby, the <laughs> Star Wars universe kicks it up a notch on the PC with Dark Forces, LucasArts' first first-person shooter, and after defending himself in court, Colin Ferguson is convicted of six counts of murder for the 1993 Long Island Railroad shooting, and oh. Billy Ugh. Madison wants to touch the hiney. Wapada hoo <laughs> And that's where Adam Sandler's creative career peaks. Man, two different episodes we've talked about Adam Sandler in the in this opening bit. I I can promote it. It kickstarted mm-hmm. a video I did last year called Adam Sandler King of Product Placements, where he picks up an edible product. It's called Adam Sandler Loves Food. It's great, and it's only the food. There are mm-hmm. more product placements. There's more product this, placement in his films. This one had snack pack, right? Snack the, pack was it the pudding? It was so pudding? confusing. Yeah. Yes, like, he had to up it more. Like snack pack is such an early God, thing. Chicken. Like, I love Wendy's. <laughs> Cinnabon. Once he could get to Cinnabon or Subway, it w- Cocot Combo. Even rewatching Happy Gilmore, I thought like, oh, this Subway joke's funny. And I'm like, no, this the joke is it's a commercial for Subway, and it's a commercial for Subway. Yes, yeah, they eat in Subway. And this crap peaked in his bad animated movie, Eight Crazy Nights, sorry. And there's an entire song in the mall that's just like, the mall is the best place ever. All the logos come they to have, life. They're they all real in, logos. Invent mascots for GNC yeah. and uh, coffee beans so they can sing to him. Yeah. It was a real post-9-11 get-out-and-shop uh, sentiment behind that song. It was also weird that they, they're they singing that song as an intervention to him. So it's yes. just like, so, hey, you product placements, talk to an alcoholic. Like, that's that's... <laughs> That's the theme of this. You become a spendaholic. Is instead. it redeemed by having the most accurate animated launch Game Boy Advance ever? The purple oh, widescreen oh, version. I forgot about that. That's true. Just, pray, just say a prayer for the Iron Giant animators who had to work on that film. <laughs> oh, oh my God, that sickens me yeah. all the more. Dark Forces was a fun game, by the way. It started it's sort of a. Uh, has the same plot as Rogue One, right? Yeah, actually, bit, yeah. It, it is now the non-canonical Rogue One plot. It is about the people who stole the Death Star plan. I, I couldn't confirm... What if there were, like, double Death Stars? I, I couldn't... It was just... Because it, it was the first one I played. I couldn't confirm it. But it was the most canonically story-heavy, big Star Wars game at around that time. I think yeah. there were smaller games, some adventure games that well, added stuff to it. And you had the, the flight games. Mm-hmm. You had the X-Wing games. Yeah. Like, but those were... So it's not those the were 3D game. Yeah, but they, those were flight simulators. Mm-hmm. You weren't a named character who yeah. they made made up to then and shoot stormtroopers in person. They're like first person shooters were not ubiquitous. It seemed mm. crazy. Yeah, I mean Doom was the previous fall, it was fall mm-hmm. of 94. So this is kind of like a response to Doom. I want to assume it was being made before Doom I, leaked. Again, I can't confirm it. Quake it's yeah. it's the first first person shooter I remember being able to jump in because you couldn't jump yeah. in the original Doom or Wolfenstein. Mm-hmm. And then in later ones you'd get a lightsaber. Basically mm-hmm. they just take the main character of this and say like, "Oh, and then this guy becomes a lo- Jedi." If you play it today it's kind of barfy just like Doom because it's 
not actual 3D. It's all a trick to make you think you're seeing 3D. Yeah, There's no polygons even, involved. I, not even the levels, because I know the, the characters are sprites. I like, think those aren't actually sprites. Those aren't technically polygons. Mm-hmm. It's all like an elaborate ruse. Until, not until Quake did we have like full polygonal uh, backgrounds. Ah, yeah. But I did have something. Uh, we were talking about clips that we brought to the table. Yes. And I had to point it out. This episode's title yes. doesn't <laughs> make a lot of sense anymore, but it is related to one of the biggest things in comedy at the time. It feels weird to think back when SNL didn't have the market cornered on topical sketch comedy and yeah. like with no key and peel in the world like it's just SNL and nothing else yeah yeah and also speaking of all video games there is a point and click adventure game featuring yes. this character but Damon Wayne's originated it I, I didn't I even looked in the premise of him because I didn't understand it mm. he is perpetually under community service that's why homie <laughs> the clown is awful and miserable because he's being forced to entertain children but it originated on a living color played by Damon Wayne's and there's a little clip of it here alright kids I'm homie the clown. Y'all ready to have some fun? Yeah! All right, what y'all want me to do first? Oh, no! Oh, no, no, no. What? I'll do a silly clown dance for us. Oh. Yeah! yeah degrade myself, huh? <laughs> I don't think so. Damn. Homie, don't play that. Homie, don't Classics. play that. Homie, don't play that. We yeah. used to like knock shit out of each other's hands and say, "Homie, don't play that." Besides the Simpsons, and Living Color was a catchphrase generator. It was and, huge, absolutely. Yeah, the the original sketch, the first, I believe it was the first sketch was written by Paul Mooney. Mm-hmm. That was another. This is a Paul Mooney character. Yeah, it it absolutely is. I I, a, I didn't a, know allegedly that it until... was don't play that was something he said when uh. racist pitches occurred in the Living Color writing <laughs> oh, room. Oh, that's awesome. I don't I, play that. I don't play that shit. I didn't yeah. know that until Paul Mooney was basically, he was given his own five minutes of every Dave Chappelle, Chappelle episode. And what? Dave Chappelle was like, yeah, he wrote he wrote Home in the Cloud. When uh, Dave Chappelle talked about leaving his sketch show for certain reasons, it made me flash back to being a kid. And I was like, wow, you know what? Every racist I knew loved in Living Color because yeah. it was like, oh, all of these stereotypes are validated. Like, yeah. Well, it is. Yeah, it's a dangerous line that you... Uh, with satire it's like well okay we're gonna play up the satire of this thing they're like people who don't get it say yeah this is uh, this confirms all my racist yeah. thing. especially the homeboy shopping network where they were selling you stolen yes. things that yeah. originated on like... SNL with Anthony Michael Hall ah. the company I, oh, wow. sorry I love sketch comedy and in, in, in Living Color I say holds up because it is undeniably crass and not mm. PC. And I, for me, emblematic of that is a retirement home for fat people. And the only joke is <laughs> that you have someone, someone is available to roll you around. So it's just this on location shoot of people in fat suits being rolled <laughs> to and from their locations. Yeah, and it's I mean, the dumbest kids joke in the universe, mm. but it's just taken to such an extreme. We, we all love the handyman, of course. <laughs> handyman, and, yes, oh my God. Uh, like, because they couldn't call him like Whoa. retard man. I'm sorry for saying that, but I'm sure that's with what the original sketch was called. Yeah. The, and uh, Fire Marshal Bill, of course, was a hit because it was yeah. just Jim Carrey flailing around yep. maniacally for Jim three Carrey, minutes. Jim Carrey, I mean, he just, what a find for that show to yep. get him. I had never thought about it in 20 years, but somebody on Facebook shared the uh, vanilla Ice one, it's which great. like they were destroying Yo. Vanilla Ice for the reasons nobody was making fun of him for at that time. He's just like, what? What's your like, Rob Van Winkle? Why'd you change it? Nothing rhymes with Winkle. <laughs> and the, I just take a he, lick and loop it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he, he he just says a lot like I'm co-opting this thing until I run it into the ground, like yeah. all white people do with anything a black person. And the makes physical it. comedy of him His not be, being able to keep, he can't. He's 
Jim Carrey is a great physical comedian, but that he can't keep up with his background dancers, yes. and they keep doing the op. It's such a great. The sketch. background dancers are better than him, even though when you're watching it, like he has to be good enough to do those moves to then do them wrong. Yeah. It's uh, look it up, folks. Remember the song is the parody song is White White Baby. Yeah. He's white. I'm actually surprised, baby. unlike SNL, there were no official in Living Color movies. There were like in Living yeah. Color adjacent movies, yeah. like sure. like Mo Money was mm-hmm. a slogan from the Homeboy Shopping yep. Network, and Blank Man was sort of a non intellectually disabled I, handyman. In I a believe way. it was Handyman yes. going yeah. to movie form. It's some executive saying like, "Okay, no, yeah, that's yeah. Well, not going to happen." It's also that they kind of just spread out more. That like the Lauren Michaels of the show. Keenan, Keenan Ivory wins, and he didn't he have relatively quickly. But he did, yeah, that's what I was going to say. He did not have the Lauren power. Mm-hmm. Lauren is the executive producer of those SNL films, all of them. But Keenan didn't. I don't believe got to have that kind mm-hmm. of power. He just went off to make his own movies after he, he left. I'm going to get color. you sucker as a good. I consider it a living color movie. It has most of the cast in oh, yeah. it. Uh, the first scary movie. He don't be do a that, menace yeah. to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. Yeah, it's, I think the genre it's making fun of is dated. But I love. I loved <laughs> hood movies. I know we're slowing things down by talking about it, but. But it is important in the history of Fox because people like In Living Color and The Simpsons and Married with Children were allowed to push the boundaries because I think because Fox didn't have a big hand to play. So they they signed over a lot of creative freedom. Yeah. And we got a lot of stuff that we liked. And I think is more watchable than a lot of entertainment from that period. The programming was very ribald, as Homer says. Well, I I get it that they were like, we can't match in production values or any of these things. What can we do that NBC, ABC, and CBS don't do? Well, we're going to cross lines they wouldn't cross. Mm Mm-hmm. And we'll also give black people their own TV show, not named Carl. Creative Cosby. freedom and ownership, and it's just kind of unbelievable. I will swat an episode of Full House of the Goddamn Ground, <laughs> but I'll happily yeah. watch Married with Children and Living Color of the Simpsons. I mm-hmm. can't believe people like, look, the, the spell's over. We don't need a second comeback season mm-hmm. of Full House. One was enough. That We're one's good. mostly focused on breasts, oddly enough. It's just like they all grew up, and there's something for daddy. <laughs> something oh. for daddy. Yeah, so this episode, Homie the Clown, I got to point out, it's the first time oh. they're acknowledging the fact that Homer and Krusty are clones of each other. Yes. And the joke of it is Bart's two idols, Radioactive Man and Krusty, are essentially Homer clones, but he does not see that. He's not respect no. his father. He respects these, these figures that are almost identical to and his father. And that was something Groening did intentionally in the beginning. That or the artists. Sure. I don't well, know. Yeah. So Krusty did debut in the shorts, like, right. I believe in the second year of shorts. And so he's very close to David Silverman's heart. He loves Krusty. And, and he's the director of this episode. It's a very Silverman-y episode in many so ways. So Silverman-y. Well, at this point, David Silverman was the supervising director of the show so he could really only do one a season he last season he did treehouse uh then this season he does homie the clown next season he will do uh, mother simpson, mother simpson. Yeah. and then he'll leave to work on monsters inc in one of the fox animated movies but i forget which before that up uh, eh, but no, but he'll be gone for five years and then mm-hmm. come back in 2003 to the simpsons so that's why there's a huge break he also directed the clip shows but even even right. on uh on 138th episode like he directed five minutes of footage they so just had to loop around yeah it. bill oakley told us on the second interview show we did with him that he can only make like so many minutes of animation and he was really up against the wall and just like marge's bunny ears uh, there was a time when graining thought what if the twist was crusty <laughs> was homer and <laughs> which would be impossible to do that even in the first season you see what homer's job is so he can't be crusty 
plus they've met and had dinner together. Yeah, and well, from season, out. yeah, the end of season one even has them in the same space. So it's like, well, then they're absolutely not the same. Oh person, yeah, but. tall tale head, right? Yep. yep. And so yeah, the the well, and Krusty gets busted in both those episodes. They occupy the same space. So, but this definitely gets on Homer and him looking the same, and that's the point of the episode. Though they also redrew Krusty. Krusty from even like five episodes ago looks just like Homer, and this mm-hmm. one. They re they refigured his muzzle. They made him look a little older, which he honestly should. Doesn't he always have those uh, like bags under his eyes in his design? I don't think so. Really, no. huh. I think in like I think if you look back at a season four episode when he's like loud, that's the sad. Like he he looks the same as as always. And Krusty, it's something we take for granted on the show that like there are no more regional clowns. Regional clowns were dead even when this episode aired. Per, not, close to not death. for not, not for entirely. Us. No. Not in Tallahassee, Florida. BJ the clown. I remember her finally. She she had an office location that kids could go to. And they could just visit her? Yeah. I I think she would stay back, but she had other representatives at a a time, probably in the late 80s, early 90s. Mm. I definitely wasn't going to see clowns at this point in 1995. But I would say this uh, vision of Krusty kind of stuck. Like, mm-hmm. this version of Krusty. They need him to look more yeah. uh, more separate from home. I'm actually looking at old pictures, and he does have the bags under his oh, eyes. Okay. Yeah, so it's like, it's the bags under his eyes, the muzzle, the nose, and the hair that are slightly different than Homer and Krusty makeup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which actually hurts the plot a little bit, because people say, yeah, this... Krusty has a tuft on his head. Homer doesn't. There. Yeah, and Homer That's just has makeup easy. on his nose. Krusty is wearing a false nose. Only all of the Krustys have makeup nose, not a false nose. Yeah. yeah so. And I think this is actually referencing uh, Bozo. Like, Bozo is a franchise. Yes. It's a franchise yeah. of clowns. There are like Bonko are... the Clown. Yes, yeah. Well, that I, Bozo Bonko. We talked... I love talking about that because that they had to invent stupid clown shows to basically fill in the gaps between commercials of old Warner Brothers and Popeye cartoons. Right. But Bozo was the biggest. He had affiliates. Other people played Bozo. Mm-hmm. And I know Matt Groening talked about watching those types of clown shows. He that talked was, about uh, Rusty Nails, the yeah. Christian clown from Portland. And, and yes, we talked like, but Krusty's much more than that. And he, I love that he is a, a man sullied by show business. Mm-hmm. And whenever Springfield <laughs> needs to have a local celebrity, it's always Krusty. Yeah. And I love the idea of the clown being the most famous person in the city. <laughs> that he can be the world's biggest sellout or a comedian mm-hmm. or... Or uh, Johnny Carson. Or Johnny Carson. He can be any of those things when they need him to be. He'll present awards. He'll host anything. Mm-hmm. And that, that, yeah, and Silverman loves Krusty. We've talked many times about, like, that is such a Silverman pose of Krusty pointing up her like wheel. I think, too, because of the Silverman involvement, you'll see many references to old Krusty stuff in the background. Like, there's a croon along with Krusty gold record, right, yeah. which was the name of his uh, segment in previous Krusty episodes. But this opening bike trick is astounding, and yes. we see many different versions of it throughout. And I feel yeah. like it's something only David Silverman could have done this. It's like one of those animation moves where he's just like, let me do this, because I know what it's going to it look is, like. It is not necessary for this to be one of the most phenomenally animated episodes of the season yeah given its <laughs> yes. premise and this locations jokey ass episode yeah. yeah and that the the animation is great and also bart and lisa realizing like crusty mostly doesn't try anymore but when he wants to try he can be great yeah which we've seen crusty reading the racing form live on tv that's right this adult so. newspaper uh, uh yeah so the bike trick happens and as the i love as the curtain falls down his face also falls that he's like uh, really excited and then he's like no nah, it's finally over like, he lets uh, a cigarette. Finally off, yes Ah, there's nothing better than a cigarette. Unless it's a cigarette lit with a hundred dollar bill. Put 5,000 bucks on the Lakers. Hire Kenny G to play for me in the elevator. My house is dirty. Buy me a clean one. (laughs) 
Krusty, as your accountant, I must warn you. You're Did you send those thousand roses to be Arthur's grave? Yes, but she's still... I don't want to hear the end of any sentences. George Carlin on three. Yeah. Lawsuit? Oh, come on. My seven words you can't say on TV bit was entirely different from your seven words you can't say on TV bit. So I'm a thief, am I? Well, excuse me! Give him ten grand. Steve Martin on four. Ten grand. Somehow Steve, somehow Steve Martin knew what was yeah, happening. Somehow Steve Martin cared despite not performing stand-up in a decade. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't know if I just missed the context, but I, I never really thought it was that his stand-up was that great. It was just kind of like a bunch of weird non-sequiturs. I mean, have you I heard? He was a Dane Cook of his day. It was well, a yeah. big, or a Robin Williams type, not no I mean, offense to him. but just, No, it's by his own admission. Yeah. Like, he was coming up during Vietnam. Yeah. And if you, I love watching Smothers Brothers clips. This, this is supposed to be a funny show, and it mm-hmm. isn't. It's no. very pretty and topical and heavy-handed very few yo-yos steve martin predicted like i think people are going to want something silly when they're done feeling like this yeah and if you're an aspiring comic i think we're going to need that again in a few years (laughs) you'll you'll make a lot of money off it i think he's very talented i just don't i don't really care for his stand-up i like him in in various roles i love him in little shop of horrors i love i love his all of his movies that he writes are the best I do like his stand-up. I like his books. But I also grew up with him on SNL, and he was a character that, like, everybody in the family, everybody of my all ages could kind of get behind. My mom loves him, too. Song. Yeah, yeah, they, for a generation of moms, he was the top. I, and I can't I, I can't just begin to describe to you why the song King Tut is funny, because yes. it's not. No. He's my favorite honky. It, it, it's, there's like, that's the funniest thing about it, and it's barely funny. Yeah. I think that, yeah, when he resumed singing it on the SNL anniversary show, you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. It's nice. Martin Short's a little funnier. But uh, uh, but I think when I watch his stand-up now, I see it as like, well, this is a writer-actor who made a, a stand-up show. You're not... He's not a stand-up. He was... His movies have a lot of pieces of a stand-up in it. Yeah. Like Cruel Shoes and Pointy Birds and Nointy Nointy. Yeah. Man with Two Brains, The Jerk. Uh, mm-hmm. Even a Bowfinger. I like Bowfinger. I love Bowfinger. Head of its time in making fun of Scientology. People <laughs> didn't know he was making fun of Scientology and sticking it to Anne Hayes. Steve you. Martin's got a great <laughs> book called Born Standing Up about his, I think, four or five-year journey as a stand-up where he walked away and I think he only did it again once recently mm-hmm. opening for Jerry Seinfeld in the last two hmm. years, but never did stand up again. Wow. The biggest stand up in the world, and just walked away because he didn't feel like there was anything left to do. Wow. I just have to say, I do. I actually didn't like that when I found out that that joke at the end of Bowfinger that his uh, uh, girlfriend leaves him for another woman that that was about he, how he was pissed that Anne H left him for <laughs> Ellen. Like, I don't want to spread biphobia on here. Folks. Is that what I, happened? I, Yes, he wow. was dating Steve, Anne Hayes. Steve Anne Martin Hayes. has been wow. notoriously left by like every famous woman. I didn't, woman I didn't know ever, that. The wow. woman who's in All of Me and L.A. Story with him was she huh. left him. So yeah, the, <laughs> so yeah, the joke of his girlfriend in Bowfinger leaving him for a woman is the joke about Anne Hayes leaving him for Ellen, which I believe Anne Hayes is married to a man, the traitor. Yeah, uh, well, like let's not spread biphobia. Sexual, <laughs> sexuality is a spectrum. Yeah, so so is Italian. This is this is a very Italian episode. Hey, I I'm say. here to talk about <laughs> it. Let's pause for one second. Oh, yes. Is this the first oh, yes, speaking yeah. role for Fat Tony since Bart the Murderer? He had not appeared since then, yes. I mean, yeah. I, I, saw, I saw that there was an appearance in Rosebud, but he couldn't mm-hmm. have had a speaking role because yeah. I couldn't find it. I think yeah. he was just an official Springfield Towns person. Yeah. When they did this one, this is when I think they realized, oh, Joe Montaigne won't come for anything. But Oh, but sorry, first off, I did want to say B. Arthur lived another 14 yes. years after yeah. this joke. Of it is people dead now, wasn't dead, dead then. And, yes. and, and, and I think, if you like like Jacques, Albert Brooks' character, is in a ton of background sequences. Right, yeah. I think 
it was surprising that Joe Mantegna had only done done about thirty, a couple dozen episodes in thirty years. Yeah, he's always said if even if he coughs, I'll show up. But like, Fat Tony shows up pretty frequently and doesn't say, even yeah. if he doesn't have a line. He shows yeah, up just like cool Allison Taylor will be in the background mm-hmm. and Laura yeah. Powers. Oh, Steve Martin. But yeah, so just so you know, this is the excuse me reference here. Well, excuse me. He said it. He said it. But I love that you're, you're playing. <laughs> You're playing a clip from like just the meteoric height of that catchphrase where he has to deliver it real hard because even as kids we were saying mm-hmm. well excuse me even Link I, in I this assume, Zelda yeah. cartoon I thought Link invented that phrase yeah excuse I might have taken it from that but it was still ubiquitous in pop culture at that uh, point and uh, the seven words you can't say on TV bit oh, oh. it's a long bit I yes which he did like in eight different specials yeah. he did it all the time it was well it was his hot pockets honestly yeah. like, when I saw <laughs> Jim Gaffigan live in Las Vegas. He did Hot Pockets at the very end because I think he was feeling like, I'm in Las Vegas. These aren't comedy nerds. They gotta pay the for They got to hear my hit. But the, I only have these seven words right here, though. Risque, suggestive, cursing, cussing, swearing, and all I could think of was shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cock, suck a motherfucker, and tits. Swear <laughs> <laughs> words! <laughs> In the seventies, hearing those words out loud from a man in a microphone, Dude, it was, was we can say whatever we want on this mic. But there was yes. not a lot of venue. He, George Carlin was like this material was thrust in the eyes of people via HBO, who HBO. had never heard this language on American television. You have to buy like a record, like we're going to play this record. They say dirty words it, on it. It's a it's dated in that I think two of those words you can now say on TV. You can say on tits all you cable. want, I think. Yeah. And I think shit. ass is one of them, too. Oh, well, he asks, yeah, he's now said that in the, in the long bit, he's like, yeah. well, you could call someone, you made a real ass of yourself, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't say, like, I'm going to eat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic Carla bit that he is going over. Like, it's his love of language and all that. It's great. It's much he's better great, than man. his, like, oh, you get on a plane? You got to get on the... That, the I'm, yeah. I'm stealing Dana Gould this, making fun of I think of it was from Todd Glass. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know what he meant. I feel like uh, Gallagher cribbed a lot of this for his non-smashing yes. no. material. You ever think about this? <laughs> you ever think? Yes. Yeah, I, I almost did. <laughs> uh, but okay, yes. Fat Tony D'Amico. Krusty, in regards to the large wager you made on yesterday's horse race. Oh, come on. How about letting me go double or nothing on the big opera tonight? Who do you like? The tenor. Okay. But we're only letting the bet ride because you crack us so consistently. Uh, by the way, this episode written by John Schwartzwelder back to back, and I checked even in production code, wow. this was produced back to back. Like at this point, Schwartzwelder, I believe, was just out of the office and he was just writing alone. They yeah. put him in a corner, like write these funny things. But well, at some point he couldn't smoke anymore in the yes. office. So he's like, I'm not coming in anymore. So he wrote in, like a smoking cafe in L.A. by himself. Yeah, yes. until that closed, and he bought the booth and put it in his house. He sounds like a very peculiar man, that's for sure. And that, uh, surrounded by dorks, it's like he's this. He's this weirdo that they just like, and they and then all these dorks are like, "Wow, this guy's weird." As a fellow weirdo, I like doing a lot of writing outside of the house, like in public. It's I'm fun. a worse person if I'm in this office. <laughs> always, <laughs> it's better. I mean, I've never tried writing at a diner. I wonder. Like, I can never. Do. I always get distracted. So, Krusty uh, yeah. lights a cigarette with a hundred dollar bill. Action Comics number one and a string of pearls. A string of yes. pearls, which yeah. we pointed out in Barbershop Quartet. Uh, at that oh, yeah. point, I didn't check for its value, then it was worth $3.2 million. Yeah. Do we know how many of those are in circulation? It's dozens. Dozens, best. okay. Like, it, it's, a, it's huge news when someone finds one. Like mm-hmm. there's, There have been multiple stories of 
person X dies, they go through their things, and they find, like, this is a mint copy of Action Comics. Or there was one of a woman uh, moves into a new house, and then they're taking down a wall, and they see that somebody stored an Action Comics number one in the wall, and then they sell it. And, and really... Action Comics number one is just a priceless comic. Yeah. It will go every time a new one goes on sale, whatever it's, it'll go for more than the last one did. Yeah. It's so. the stadium events of the comic world. I, I, <laughs> so Jesus. burning it to smoke it is quite like that yeah. is opulent. I did, I did have an incident, and I meant to tell you about this thing because only you would care. I was in a local comic shop, Amazing Fantasy, and I see Action Comics number one out of a bag on, on the wall, and I can just pick it up, and I pick it up, and I'm like, what the fuck? And I turn it over. I'm like, this is a 1992 reprint, uh, and that they had made 92 like reprints of old wow. comics, and like and even that, that now has value because wow. it looks exactly like the old comic. That's amazing. You know, when I when I was a youngster, Marvel did reprints like that, but they had like this silver uh, ring around it yeah. just, you know, to make it less convincing. I bought X Men yeah. number one like that, but it had all the ads in it. That yeah, was the perfect was cool. thing. They reprinted the ads. All the like, X-ray specs that didn't work. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> yes, and and it's also something when you read Action Comics number one, there's one, it starts with a Superman story and then it's 40 more pages of like a Western, of the <laughs> yeah. magician. Jonah <laughs> it's funny that like every superhero has their origins in something called like fantastic stories or yeah. amazing tales of wonder. We it's promise never, these are good. Yeah, it's never just like, oh, Superman number one, that's where Superman appears. Give us your yeah. nickel. <laughs> well, so then eventually, uh, within two years of Superman and Batman's existence, they start a second book just called Superman and Batman. Mm-hmm. So the, t- the time would come, but the, uh, but yeah, actually the, action comics thing it also reminds me of there was a joke on 30 rock where judah freelander's character destroys a classic marvel comic book like Mm -hmm. an avengers issue and and for the joke he has to destroy it he throws it in like a a fryer and joe quesada who was like the boss at marvel at the time was like shame on you 30 rock that that's a piece of history that wasn't a destroy that they he said it was the real thing like yeah uh, but anyway, I I love getting. I think this is when they realize Fat Tony could be used regularly, and he will appear a lot yes, more after to this represent episode. the rampant corruption in Springfield. Yes, yeah. if they Anything. need any criminal, and uh, uh, I love seeing the crusty merchandise. Though they have <laughs> yes. new things like the crusty. Uh, is this the legally binding forms? Yeah, uh, the crusty <laughs> crowd control barrier. <laughs> There the, is a monopoly. Monopoly is patent not denied. Patented, yeah. yeah, so he can, you can, anybody can make their blank Opoly game. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, we rarely have cause to use oh, this. Oh yeah, it is oh, time no. though for the death jingle. Death stalks you at every turn. Ah, there it is, death. Dead guest star. Yeah, Johnny Unitas, who has a haircut you can set your watch to. Uh, I don't know. Do you know when he died, Henry? Uh, yeah, two thousand two. Okay, sixty nine. The nicest age. Nice. And it was a fun little role where he's uh, shilling for the Lady Krusty mustache removal system, where it's literally a crusty head that bites your lip. Yes, which looks like, like a painful Pez dispenser. How could it not rip your lip apart? I like, do like his, probably. So, what do you think of the Lady Krusty mustache removal system now, Angelique? It's crusterific, Johnny Unitas, but is my upper lip supposed to bleed like this? Probably. Uh-huh. At this rate, you'll be broke in a month. The only thing left to do is to open a clown college and train some regional crusties. You mean like that bozo, Bonko the Clown? Exactly. Forget it. <laughs> I'll just cut back on the Condor egg omelets. Mmm, 
cup of those would be tasty right now. I'll found the college tomorrow. This accountant is supposed to be Alan Dershowitz, right? He's very oh, Dershowitz-y. Yeah, say, otherwise true. he's a little Jewy. Yeah. Well, in general, it's like, well, it's your Jewish accountant. Like, that's just... No, but it is, he does look like Alan Dershowitz. That's true, yes. And this yeah. is in the middle of the OJ trial, so the world can recognize You're right about that. Ew, yeah. that is true. Also, that line, gambling is the finest thing a person could do if he's good at it. What is I, that? It sounds like it's a quote of something, but my research came up empty. Like, yeah. it... it just maybe it's just a Schwarzwelderism of just like this sounds like a smart thing, but yeah. why would gambling be the finest thing a man yeah, could do? Like, if he's sounds calling, like a, yeah, a fake aphorism or calling something. boxing the sweetest science. Like, <laughs> yeah, was this checked by anybody? Also, I tried for this episode to find a commercial or an infomercial with Johnny Unitas in it. I couldn't find one. There mm. just isn't one on YouTube. I think yeah. he he was low on the celebrity endorsement totem pole. We we are in the era of infomercials in this yeah. in this time. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they're still around, but um, yes. I mean, are they just late night like extended commercials? Uh, yeah, and and if you Saturday have an over the air antenna, session. like it's yeah, it's during the day. You'll yeah. see a ton of the stuff on uh, your local networks. My, and- I want to get one of those vacuum sealer food things. Like, that, that seems really useful, or for my clothes. I think I watched the food dehydrator one a lot as a kid. Like this is so cool. I just I love all those montages of people failing to do normal yeah. things that are just like those emblematic of white privilege. Yeah, like yes. I can't pour these chips into a bowl. Oh, I tripped over my hose again. <laughs> Ron Popeil. I'm lost in my giant house. Help me. Sorry. (laughs) This dishwasher is not like, oh, a dishwasher. That that one comic, what are you doing right now? Eating a giant bowl of Cheetos. Like, how giant? Like, two whole bags. (laughs) And then then tips it over. (laughs) That was dinner. Uh, I'm boiling this this spaghetti. It spills out too much. If only there was a better way. (laughs) Flipping this pancake. Uh, I like that in the universe of The Simpsons, there is there isn't Bozo, but there is Bonko the clown who is Bozo, which mm. is just one they've never brought back a competitor clown for Krusty named Bonko, mm. but also just like the line is so great, like you mean like that Bozo Bonko the clown? Yeah, like, there there is no Bozo, but Bozo is now a, a term to call someone a clown. <laughs> yes, I was a big Bozo fan as a kid because we could watch it's it on WGN. WGN. That was I can't believe in. that. That's yeah. Well, that that ubiquitous arcade fucking beer pong machine yeah. if you, you probably saw it in your the, arcade the grand prize game yeah five buckets throw ping pong balls in it boring as shit but an g- easy way to win tickets you get in the first bucket you usually win a little debbie snack thing yeah. and at the very end which almost no kid got it's like a nintendo entertainment system and that's right very above rare. the like spider ring and two pack of smarties <laughs> yes yeah like and we're giving all these smarties to all the kids in the audience right cookie yeah it's right i'm good the simpsons didn't invent the clown college i would but oh. i was shocked to learn afterwards that one existed this is the most eerily dated reference whenever we talk about this because only this year as of this recording did we lose ringling brothers and barnum and bailey circus right oh. good but they most famously but it's just one of those things that like that was a reference everyone could get for 300 years yeah and it just disappeared in our life there's a great later season simpson joke where it's a circus that's closed and the sign says closed due to popular demand like <laughs> nobody wants to go to the circus <laughs> it's it's weird but depressing. like i uh, Dumbo wasn't timeless for a lot of reasons, but now yes. the main theme of it. Yeah. Someone else will abuse those animals, guys. There, it's fine. there is, there was up until 97 a Ringling Brothers Clown College in Sarasota, Florida. I believe 
Steve-O is a famous graduate from said clown college. I didn't know that. Of jackass fame. But it did, it did exist. It, like, I just watched it and was like, this is just a ridiculous Simpsons premise. No, there is a, there was a clown college. Yeah, there had been the, there was a previous clown college joke when Homer goes to college. Mm-hmm. Bart says, Barbara Clown. That's it. <laughs> but new Billboard Day, I, I would think about this when I would see billboards. Like, yeah, first Ooh. of the month, so the billboards turn around. And uh, we actually, Bob and I were just talking about it, like, yeah, Homer kills about a dozen people in yeah. this sequence. When <laughs> your life is so mundane that you look forward to this stuff, and I did. Mm-hmm. I definitely did in school. If you went to a public school in the 80s, 90s, there would be this big billboard like, fun facts, nutrition. Mm-hmm. And I would get excited when one of those shows up. And it was usually <laughs> like a way to plug yogurt. Yes, <laughs> yeah. That's how you get the advertisements in schools. But then Homer, and Homer does what every billboard tells yes. him. And this was the first time I truly got the joke of like, the reason Homer stops and reads is that he is too slow of a reader to read it at the normal speed <laughs> that's anyone right. else would by yeah. driving by. I never thought about that. He does stop every time. That's, that's, that's how, how the guy collects all the cars. Yeah, and then how Homer kills all those people. Yeah. Their cars immediately go up in fire and there's no one gets out. They are dead. Yeah. The best in the West. That rhymes. <laughs> and then Homer, and yeah, that was the intro clip of Homer saying, Clown College, you can't eat that. I don't know there where there was an ad for a big tub of MSG, but that's the other thing Homer buys that the billboards told him to. And then these are valid visual gags, but I just love the the visualization of an idea entering your brain of the clown college pushing out him d- dreaming oh, of man. sleeping and eating yeah, yeah. replace oh, that with porn it. and you got mean enough yes, it's taking yeah. his taking over everything he wants out of life yeah and that he is seeing his friends on fire as clowns Just clowns ex- are funny the extra work into the design of making all those different clowns like a, your clown makeup is has to be so specific and unique they everyone so gets like work. the muzzle too like yes, including yeah. all the family members yes so this is a reference to close encounters of a third kind here mom i think i'll have some wine Mike. yes homie that's it you people have stood in my way long enough i'm going <laughs> to clown college I don't think any of us expected him to say that. Yeah, it starts with a um, a Close Encounters reference of him sort of building the Devil's Tower, but it's a, it's a circus tent. This means something. And I just saw that movie for the first time I'm since so I was jealous. a kid. A 4K restoration. Yeah. It is a great movie, I but movie. you realize, like, man, these are some 70s-ass values. It's like, this dad just leaves his he, family. He leaves a family of three. To go on a spaceship, and he's like, this is great! But At he, the end, he's, he, like, jumping up and down, like, he's, yay! But he leaves them first for a UFO curiosity and just starts hooking up with another woman. And to Spielberg's yep. eyes, a man from a broken family, this is our hero. Yeah. And well, then he leaves his family a- alone on the planet Earth. <laughs> yeah. At that time, Spielberg had recently divorced his wife to go to Hollywood, to fully embrace Hollywood, just as space children aliens fully embrace R- uh, Richard Dreyfuss. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... It's but, a pretty tone-deaf depiction of a human being. Yeah, yeah. That you're supposed to root for this guy abandoning his family, when really, Terry Garr should be the main character. <laughs> but I a think. great movie, but still yeah. not better than E.T. Francois uh, Truffaut acting yeah. it up in it, too. I, after I saw it, I saw a tweet from Richard Dreyfus saying they, they should make a sequel in which he has to confront the family he left behind. Like Even Richard Dreyfus is like, this kind of sucks yeah. for this guy to you do. You need to tell me you wouldn't do it, too? Come uh-huh. on, son. The Simpsons will be right back. (laughs) 
I don't want to say we lost a bunch of money betting against the Carl Globetrotters, but we could definitely use some extra cash at patreon.com slash talking simpsons. Right there is where we are supported to do this full time, and we thank all of our wonderful patrons there. But if you're not yet a patron, what do you get? Well, many things, but including access to every episode a week early and ad free, the entire first season of Talking Simpsons, which you'll only find there, as well as our entire run of Talking Critic, which is also only found there where we go through every episode of The Critic in the same style that we do The Simpsons. And right there is a ton of exclusive videos that can only be seen by our top tier patrons who pay $10 or more a month. There's a ton of wonderful exclusives there. I even, oh, and our monthly community podcast and a bunch of exclusive interviews like our extended interview with Ian Jones Cordy and a separate interview with Bill Oakley. We did so many awesome things. They're all at your leisure. You can check out. And if you sign up, you get an RSS feed that you can plug into whatever podcast machine you've got and listen to it there. It's super duper easy, just starting at $5 a month. And again, all that helps me and Bob live and do this full time to focus on awesome Simpsony good things. Check it out. You know what goes great with a pair of baggy clown pants? A Talking Simpsons t-shirt. You can get one for yourself at tiny.cc slash talking shirts. Our awesome t-shirts are made by Shirtsicle, and they're some of my favorite shirts around. It's seriously high quality. I've got one for myself. Starting at just $19.99 plus tax and shipping, you can get one for yourself, and they come in many different sizes and styles, men's, women's all that and it ships somewhat internationally so just because you don't live in america doesn't mean you can't get this shirt be sure to check it out it's at shirtsickle.com but the easiest way to go there is going to tiny.cc slash talking shirt and you'll be able to see it there it is a cool design based on the ion springfield logo made by awesome friend of the show the artist nina matsumoto and we super duper thank her for her work on that Go and check it out, tiny.cc slash talking shirt. Hey, this is Hank Azaria. You're listening to Talking Simpsons on Laser Time. I didn't know that was a thing. Happy Halloween. Yes, Lizzie. Tis the season for Halloween Spooktaculars, and we have launched a brand new series. An Elm Street Nightmare. Ah! No, good scream, Liz. It's a brand new limited podcast series all about our favorite horror series. A Nightmare on Elm Street. Every week in October, talk with us about our favorite horror villain, Freddy Krueger. Here's a highlight. All out. Just the all out weirdest scene in, in like in almost all of Freddy history. We get the tongue sequence again. Oh, yeah. But coming out of Jesse, the main character, onto his girlfriend's boobs. And I do, like, I, I also, in hindsight, like, I come on, I'm a little kid in the 80s. I am watching this for nudity. I'm watching horror movies for nudity as well. They, since they got that R rating, they almost always snuck in boobs and butt. It's, there's nudity in every Friday the 13th movie. It's part of the game. There's not a lot of nudity in the Nightmare series as a series. Mm-hmm. Except in this movie, where it's just mostly dude butts. 
Um, there's there's a, there, there's some boobage in here, but not as lovingly shot as the asses in the shower sequence. However, this is probably the gayest sequence in the entire film, where Jesse runs away from the cabana. He doesn't want to be with the woman. He gets hot, sweaty, and feels weird, and he needs to run into the bedroom of his friend uh-huh. and his frenemy, who they fight a little, they do push-ups together, Kiss they pull each other's pants yeah. down. He wakes him up as he's shirtless in bed. They're both incredibly sweaty. And this this is what counted for 80 subtext, I suppose. There's something inside of me. And last night it made me go to my sister's room. And tonight with Lisa on the cabana, it started to happen again. I think you are seriously losing it, bro. I'm scared, Grady. Something is trying to get inside my body. Yeah, and she's female and she's waiting for you in the cabana. And you want to sleep with me. Look, I don't care if you believe me or not. Hey, I believe you. Sleep no. with me, bro. <laughs> yeah. Just sleep with me. Pull your pants down, bro. <laughs> don't even put a shirt yeah. on. Just sleep together. Listen to an Elm Street Nightmare. Every Tuesday. At ElmStreetNightmare.com. Or wherever you get your podcasts. The answer that Homer is like, well, I want to go to clown college because of billboard. Like, he loses so much the rest of the episode. Like, well, why are you a clown? It's just a billboard told you to. It's the only thing. It's all about the glory of being a clown. Yeah, (laughs) that that Homer just drops everything. Like, no, I'm going to be a clown. The end. And I also love the the design of Krusty Marge, especially Mm -hmm. the the Dutch angle of her going, do, 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 do. It's so perfect. Actually, I I think it just shows how susceptible Homer is to advertising. Like, he must buy every product that is presented to him (laughs) on these billboards. And... That is a product he must take part in because he was told to do it. He is a uh, network executive's dream. Yes. <laughs> Marge's reaction of like, I think I'll have some wine. That is too like the implication she'll become a wine mom when this yeah. stress is just too much for her. And this is Homer being extra crazy. I, I think that might be a even more specific reference to Close Encounters. Yeah. I think that's yeah. what she says. Oh, I, true. You're right, actually. Yeah. And I, what I like about this episode, it is a Homer gets a job episode, but yeah. he still has to work his other yeah. job. And we see him there, too, <laughs> which is great. So like, great. they would never acknowledge that in just a few years even it's true i also i love the little bit that bart thinks crusty invented all those guys because as a kid you don't know the history of entertainment if you see if you see say the mask jim carrey's the mask mm-hmm. and you see all these tex avery jokes in there you're like yeah, yeah jim carrey invented all these or, jokes and we will have that laser time episode i teased a while ago but you guys were involved with it but explaining looney oh, tunes yeah. references and how they're all borrowed gags that yep. play that are references to other things. It mostly is, Fibber McGee and Molly. It, mostly <laughs> radio shows, very well. but a lot of other weird stuff like commercials. It is way Family Guy before Family Guy. Yeah. And I don't think most people know that about the Looney Tunes. It was really about Bugs Bunny looking at the screen like, we all heard that radio show, right? Yeah. Yeah, Who remembers it. this deodorant commercial? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I also love Homer's like, I am holding still. I am squirming. Mm. Uh, I so, guess Marge is forced to cooperate with Homer. Well, there's no other way around it. Yeah. His, his, his mind is set on it, so like, I guess he's going to clown college. And uh, Homer learns quite a lot here. I, I clip out the full visual homer failing at the bicycle stuff because it's amazing it happens three times right they came up with a funny thing for him to happen every time 
falling through the it, pulling his pants down, <laughs> and then and just the animation of his like crab walk when <laughs> he, it's crushed around yeah, him. Yeah, the ramp like tightens around him, which is insane. That shouldn't work. There's no reason, but it's uh, it's, it's all the kind beautiful. of stuff Simpsons doesn't like to animate that much. Yeah. Gags and threes. I feel like these are all you can thank Silverman for. This feels Silverman on the commentary says that like they didn't change much from the first draft of the script they got from Schwarzwelder. So this is like first draft script with a director they can fully trust with all this stuff. Like, and it, you end up with an amazing looking episode like this. But yes, here's what Homer learns at Clown College. Now there can only be one crusty in each territory. So I hope this works out. Yeah. Tell me where you're from. Georgia. Texas. Uh, Brooklyn. <laughs> Russia. <laughs> New Hampshire. Homer. <laughs> okay, we'll start off with the baggy... Uh, Those are supposed to be baggy pants. Baggy! Ooh. I've never had a pair of pants that fit this well in my life. Okay, memorize these funny place names. Walla Walla, Keokuk, Cucamonga, Seattle. <laughs> laughter. Stop it, you're killing me. <laughs> Seattle. <laughs> when the wealthy dowager comes in, the party's over, right? Wrong! Kill wealthy dowager. That was a brutal, it was like a pie punch and a pie yeah. throw. Her head goes through the wall. Like, yeah. she, Homer is right to read that as killing her. Like, Krusty kind of killed her. I was disappointed there was no Lake Titty Kaka in that, uh, <laughs> yeah, that list true. of place names. It, it is the funniest thing. I have to assume someone named it that as a joke. <laughs> well, so these are all American cities, too, just so you know. Like, it's Walla Walla, Washington, Keokuk, Iowa, and Cucamonga, California. And beautiful Rancho Cucamonga, California. <laughs> I love doing the California gold voice. I'm I'm just stealing from James Adomian, but who doesn't? Everybody does. Seb Gorka himself is stealing from James Adomian to <laughs> yeah. be more of himself. I actually... Gorka! Uh, I, at a recent appearance, I'm like, is this James Adomian? <laughs> yes, I know. The James Adomian would need... He needs a bigger head to be Seb Gorka. That's his yeah. one problem. He's like, he needs... He can just get a paper mache head of Gorka <laughs> and become him, but... Also, the gag that, like, Krusty has blinded multiple children. Like, the joke, too, like, how much that cost you? Yeah. Like, he's so... There are kids with no eyes, thanks to Krusty. Mm. So, yeah, once we see Homer's all get up, I like that Dude. he's actually good at it. Like, he can he, he can do a bank shot with the water. Like, it was his major. <laughs> but seeing him put on... Put on the makeup, put on the thing, but he apparently, like Krusty, never takes it off. He remains in that the rest of the episode. He does. And uh, then Homer graduates and is punished for trying to deny the rule of three. Uh -huh. This is the happiest day of my life. <laughs> Got it! No shock for me! <laughs> oh, yeah! Him rubbing it into his face and neck of like, yeah. ow! Him, Krusty screaming about those pants are supposed to be baggy! Baggy! I, it's some of my favorite Krusty ever. That is my personal favorite line that he yells. But just Krusty's character here, he's petty in so many different ways yes, he also beyond has, being a celebrity. He has an enjoyment buzzer. And, and, and I... I meant to do, I was obsessed with like magic shops and mm. pranks and the hand buzzer 
I'm asking you, the audience, did that ever actually involve electricity? No. No, no it was just a, a, like an intense vibration it, that would surprise yes. someone. As a kid, I thought it was electric because of the effects in cartoons. Yes. Well, like but, the Joker would murder people. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so you think, like, well, this has to be electric. But yeah, it was just something you wound up and vibrated when someone shook your hand. Which I guess it, like, and it spins in the middle of their palm. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely is a surprise. Yeah. But, but you can get the same effect by tucking in your thumb every time you shake someone's hand. Super yeah. unnerving, and they'll wince. It's sort of like, have you ever played that? Uh, uh, "Quote unquote arcade game that is uh, the fester one where you hold on yes, to poles. No. Yeah, it just vibrates that. violently. It doesn't shock you, and it's like, oh, can yeah. you hold on? It's actually very easy to hold on. Until his, I think it's for children. Yeah, because it's supposed to be. It's a reference to you know him having the light bulb light up in his mouth. So it's like, can you take enough electricity? But obviously, at least in America, you could not make a video game that actually electrocutes you. Like, not until the, they did yeah. eventually a peripheral. That oh, did. I think it was oh. released in the UK, but oh, really? uh, it was compatible with Tekken. That can't happen with our nanny state. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... Homer makes his first appearance as Krusty, and it's horrible from the beginning. I've never seen a clown parachute, though. I have seen Santa Claus parachute in. He's yeah, always was... parachuting in places like JCPenney parking lots. <laughs> yeah. and... When I was a kid in Orange Park, Florida, there is a Greyhound racetrack. And at it, uh, their big deal, like the, the first weekend after Thanksgiving, they'd be like, Santa Claus is going to parachute into the track, and it's a big day God, for all the that family. That sounds so sad. It it just like sad. You know when you, your gambling addict father takes you there because he oh, can't yes, afford a yeah. sitter? because he spends all his money on gambling you can meet Santa now and you know the degenerate gamblers are stewing get this fucking shit yeah. out of here I want to see the puppies all these phonies here I'm trying to see. yeah uh, well though I also associate Simpsons closely with that place because more than once I'd have a new Simpsons comic there and then I'd go I'd have a new Simpsons comic then go there with my dad wow. and like well, I better just read this eight times in a row and just memorize all of this because we're not leaving. And I can't gamble even, so this is boring. But, oh, uh, and then the animation of Homer, Homer having to do his own tumbling, and he's just bad at it again. Great work. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, he should be dead plummeting from a plane without a chute yes. through these like cardboard burgers or styrofoam yes. burgers. If you don't want to say this next scene sells out Homer, then just say he's heavily concussed after that fall. I mean, Homer has killed 12 people previous to, to the scene yeah, in this episode. So he doesn't, despite the, this most famous line, should this be line the episode? I this, think so. Yes. Okay. It's I something mean, I say all the time. That's the joke. And, uh, 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 oh, Lord save me. It's the Krusty Burglar. Oh my God, he's stealing all the burgers. Huh. Why, you little... I got you! Oh, okay. It's all, it's all just, just an act. Stop! Stop! He's already dead. Krusty the Clown, everybody. <laughs> oh. Please look at my medical bracelet. See, I know they had him say that so we knew Homer didn't just kill a man in front of our eyes. And that's, yeah. that's, that's the Estonian dwarf, too. That yeah. is a Estonian dwarf. Yeah. It's, in the type of role he would always play, but oh my god, the children's faces as they're watching Krusty <laughs> murder a man in front of them. They have been scarred forever. And, How will the Hamburglar ever learn? Yes. Unless we, some really <laughs> tough punishment. A very, a very low-key joke that starts the scene is like, they're introducing the new Krusty Burger, the one with ketchup. <laughs> they don't even have cheese on it. Yeah. It's just, but it was only a, upon closer inspection that watching it of like, 
Homer is smashing his head against a rock. It's not even he's punching yeah. him like there's a rock under him. Like, you're caving his skull in. It's, this man is dead. I, I'm sure the Estonian dwarf shows up again. He does. Yeah. He I, does. I just but, want to point out briefly, uh, is, this is all an old reference mm-hmm. to a fast food restaurant opening in your town. Oh, and yes, I just saw yeah. the movie The Founder, the Ray Kroc story. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a little into my lifetime, but th- it did used to be a big deal. Now your McDonald's pop up without you noticing or asking your permission. They more go away than pop up these days. But, but... It, back in the day, there was a it would be a huge deal. There'd be those flags and balloons every time a stupid $1 hamburger place <laughs> opened. Uh-huh. What I notice more now is when the slightly above McDonald's mm-hmm. places open up, everybody's like... And in and out's coming here. Yeah. Dunkin' Donuts is coming here. Well, in, in in New York City, when they got a Chick-fil-A, lines around the block like, we got Chick-fil-A. It's when the regional things move to somewhere else. Yeah. Like, it's just a different... But that, that movie yeah. shows that like McDonald's is a worldwide phenomenon, and it's not everywhere yet. So yeah. the town would be so excited to be bestowed with one, and then they show you how Roy Kroc turned it into a real estate business. That's the real cut trick out the, of it. cut out the actual founders, and mm. <laughs> you could no longer really celebrate it because it became something shady. So Matt Graney really hated that joke of homer murdering the be i think that i think that medic alert bracelet line is is because matt craning's like he can't be dead i think that's why the paratroopers in the previous episode have to fight at the end it makes the joke funnier but they can't be dead that's true you don't see their parachutes pop out when the when the planes explode Mm -hmm. so they have to you definitely can't kill servicemen on the yeah And uh, up next, we see the second birthday party Milos has had in the series so far. The first one was in Homer Defined, in which yeah. Bart was not invited. And they, they have the whole uh, Bart and Milhouse breakup right. story. That's, yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. So Milhouse is like turned 10 twice And now. it's confirmed that one year has at least passed. Yeah, that's instance. right. I hope somebody was fired mm-hmm. for that blunder. But I, I love the delayed ejection from oh, the car. God, it's so it's such a weird joke, but it, it lands so well. <laughs> it makes no sense why. But And this would almost be line of the show just for the extra dimension it adds to Kirk Van Houten that I can't imagine him not having. Put that in there. There's your giraffe, little girl. I'm a boy. That does, spirit. <laughs> Never give up. Well, I guess you're pretty impressed, huh, Bart? My dad got Krusty the Clown to personally appear at my party. Uh, I have a feeling I could get him to appear at my house. Oh, I don't know, Bart. My dad's a pretty big wheel down at the Cracker Factory. <laughs> oh, wow. I love that I line. that comes from this episode. That's important canon, which will pay off in the future. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, so obviously Oakley and Weinstein were listening. They're like, yep, got it. He works at the Cracker Factory. Like, I didn't realize one of my favorite... I'm rewatching uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead for Halloween. It's uh-huh. a really funny show. One of my favorite lines is just lifted from here they look at you you've overcome so much adversity being a mexican and all i'm not mexican that's the spirit <laughs> yeah, that, i love that line yeah, this ralph that ralph line is probably my runner-up that's yeah, the spirit that's the spirit yeah, never, never give up and that crappy giraffe that homer gives him just <laughs> yeah. a, a bundle of balloon twists yes, but oh god just the the amount of pride millhouse takes in his dad being at working at a cracker factory which like instead of feeling the shame that bart feels for homer and sometimes less shame instead millhouse is so proud of his dad he thinks like only only a guy who's a big deal at a cracker factory could get crusty the clown he'd be a bigger deal if he worked at allied biscuit allied That's biscuit true, or cinnamon yeah. offers <laughs> or table time <laughs> table time i've never had a clown at a birthday party either like i've never experienced it no never oh, yeah. it happened a lot with us and even in school and sometimes I mean, to give dr- like anti-drug I... messages they're always scary they've yes. always been fucking scary that was Hate a clowns. great joke on the new bojack horseman oh. where they're just like where they found a clown dentist's office it's like well yeah i mean adults don't like 
clowns, so it must be that kids love them. Otherwise, why would there be clowns? And they they are stupid. Clowns are dumb. Yeah, I mean, I before before that was the like joke, like clowns are scary. I, as a kid, mm-hmm. I was like, it, your encounter with a clown is like way too intense. Mm-hmm. Like they're in your face. They're like you don't know what's gonna happen. It's just like I don't want I don't want to have this encounter, this clown oh, yeah. encounter. I mean, Simpsons helped fed that quite a bit with That's like true. can't sleep, clown will eat me. me. Like that mm-hmm. was which again the Mike Reese joke they say on the commentary is. Parents hate him and kids are scared of him, so what the hell good are they? And I think the clown community is upset about the new It movie because they're like, we're, yeah. we were finally getting recognition and now people are afraid of us we again. We moved uh, on from It and now we're and back. This can only benefit you. Yeah, I think, uh, well, they want it. They, I feel bad for like the old men who are just like, I just want to entertain. They just, they just <laughs> want to be nice old guys who make kids laugh. Like, they want the glory of being a clown. When I started this clown thing, I thought it would be nothing but glory. You know... The glory of being a clown? <laughs> I tell you, it's hard, tiring work. But when I see the smiles on their little faces, I just know they're getting ready to jab me with something. That could be my line. I'm sorry, I can't decide. There's yeah, just too many. There's too many. There's, right. lo- there's too many great lines. Stop, 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 got, as good. an Italian, we even got to what like my oh, dad yes. and his highlights are. Oh, uh, of course. Oh, uh, so Homer is going to co-host the Cable Ace Awards. We need to talk about that. Yes, yeah. I would that, love to talk about that. That's sort of like the Me Too thing. So the Emmys would not acknowledge cable TV. Yes, I thought so because like we are. Most of you were born in an era where HBO sweeps the Emmys, but they were very much quietly blackballed for a very long time, and as I, were every other cable show. And I think cable entertainment was viewed as like lesser lower yeah. budget oh, absolutely. I mean that's what this joke is yeah. the joke is that this is a network show saying cable sucks like it nobody is. it's the Simpsons give. taking a high and mighty jab at cable television yeah. but watching it during this era like it's hosted by Dennis Miller to honor Larry Sanders show Duckman and Dr. Katz are making custom oh, yeah. animated appearances right and I was getting way more into cable at this point but this started as far back as 1978 to honor shows that weren't on the big three networks mm-hmm. because they weren't getting anything yeah I mean if you go back to the episode where they steal cable the joke <laughs> is like they will literally put anything on TV <laughs> Joe it's Franklin all, yeah it's all old movies and bad baseball games it's like it's like a, like you don't want and this. they're not wrong ESPN 2 started to run reruns of old sports yeah holy yeah. shit can you imagine being yeah. that bored who would want to ever watch an old old baseball game mm-hmm. like that that's unless it was a major championship or something seriously like. and yeah the cable ace awards they were also simulcast across multiple networks some years i remember mm-hmm. flipping through channels like well it's on tbs oh and Life it was Time, the only man. way a lot of great shows could be nominated for anything yeah. and i think usa and comedy central was starting to do great stuff south park was uh, about to come on the air like there was no way to honor any of this yeah and the feeling in this episode that was like well what's on cable Reruns of old seventy shows that yeah. nobody would watch, and that's like, the joke. And Starsky and Hutch, it's just Starsky and Hutch is such like a hack seventies yeah, joke. Yeah. Uh, but I guess it, I've never seen an episode of it. The word "huggy funny. bear" is funny in and of it itself. Is, it is, yeah. yes. And I believe there was a semi-recent movie version of Starsky. Yeah, I, I over ten year old movie. Ago. Ben Stiller and, ben Stiller and uh, Owen Wilson. Wilson. Oh, yeah. wow! Fight uh, Will Ferrell and, and Vince Snoop Dogg is Huggy Bear, of course. Uh, I mean, who why else? wouldn't he be? Who else? Uh, well, and of course the original guys show up in there, and uh, yeah, I forget who. The Cable Ace Awards doesn't exist anymore because the Emmys started nominating or allowing every channel to. The last one was 1997, so this joke was only good for two. I I remember one of my favorite shows ever, The Shield, was like the first cable channel to win an actor Emmy. It just Mm. never happened until the 2000s. Yeah, and it was. It's now been the opposite situation where I've read stories in in the last decade or so of grumblings from networks of like. Why are we? This is unfair. We can't take chances. These are commercials for HBO. Why are we hearing a commercial of HBO on network? And Amazon 
transparent and Netflix and like, who are now like it didn't take that long yeah. for them to get into the Emmys. And it is like, yeah, network TV can't be as artistically good as this because mm-hmm. you can't. It's be. ad supported. They yeah. need yes. people as many people as possible <laughs> to watch it. Alienate a single viewer. Nope. Hence it, the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean that's why Big Bang Theory will always be the most watched thing. And there mm-hmm. is no monoculture anymore. And Game of Thrones would be a poorly rated show in 1995. Yeah, that's for sure. Like it would be very low on the totem pole, but. And then we also get, fortunately, we don't have to play the death jingle for this guy. Crossing our fingers, we're recording this a couple weeks in advance. He was on a recent Gilbert Gottfried podcast telling some great stories, yeah. Let's walk and talk. I I have some wonderful stories about other famous people that include me in some way. Uh, Ken, I gotta go distract bulls at a rodeo. Hey, me too. We can go together. Uh, no, I'm going a different way than you, Dick. (laughs) Your churlish attitude reminds me of a time I was having dinner with Groucho. Look, you're gonna be having dinner with Groucho tonight if you don't beat it. Great joke. I, I love Dick Cavett being so self effaced I love him making fun yeah. of himself. Yeah, it's just like I have so many boring Hollywood stories we, that I, I've told. I, he's I'll, a professional name dropper. Yeah. And I'm he a is. massive name dropper myself, so I can appreciate that. <laughs> I But I love the mundaneness of Dick Cavett. We were doing a show at Elm Street Nightmare during uh, the Halloween yes. time. Yeah, that's right. He's the first celebrity cameo in Nightmare uh, on Elm Street 3. Yeah. And he chose to be on a talk show. Dick, and it, I, I looked into it. Dick Cavett had a talk show on every major network ever. Wow. And and even at this point, I couldn't figure it out because no one really cares whether it, he was on ABC or USA Network at this time because he did have a talk show wow. during Nightmare on Elm Street 3. He chose to be possessed by Freddy Krueger and kills Zsa Gabor. He's like, oh, because I would never have her on my show <laughs> I, I, ever. I mean I, I would, she'd be so boring and I'm glad I would like to kill her yes. she was <laughs> sort of like an aging model I think she was famous from that era for slapping a cop yes. and that was yes. why everyone hated She's her the original Kardashian with even less talent and she was the lesser Gabor Ava Gabor yeah. I put my money on that and and, and, Dick, and I had to say on that show kids you will only recognize Dick Cavett as the talk show host Forrest Gump meets John Lennon on yes. right, that's right. where you recognize him from but I did I Sometimes Turner Classic Movies plays old Dick Cavett interviews, and what I do love pointing out about it, there's a live studio audience. They are mystified, never laugh, <laughs> and you can hear like audible groans and yawns. Cops, yeah. Because what Dick Cavett did, and I think I just watched the Orson Welles come on. There's no band or anything, there's right? There's no band. Yeah. There's no music. It's just a conversation. Dick Cavett is the original podcast. Mm. He would just oh, talk wow. to people for an Holy hour, shit. no filler. Uh, there's awkwardness. Nothing is edited. We know Dick Cavett so much. Man. It, it I, is wonderfully boring. I would imagine being a dork watching those shows. Like, boy, this is so different from Merv Griffin. Like, this is nothing. This is not out to entertain me. And he's going to have a sprawling, long conversation with John Lennon about, like, well. Don't people... I remember listening to... I John watched. Lennon was allowed to be on for five days straight yes. because oh. that was the format of the show. If you think about how like Mark Maron is famous just for getting people to open up or Howard Stern, mm. that's who Dick Cavett was. He didn't have a high-rated show, but it's like you're going to get to have an intense hour-long conversation along the lines you'll never get on any other show. And he had on Groucho many times. Mm-hmm. And he, I don't think he's mm, talking about how much he knows Woody Allen these days, I don't think. <laughs> but he's... Yeah. I've also heard him... liability. Uh, he appears... He basically will be this guy on shows all the time still if you invite him he's like yeah i'll make fun of myself and he's he makes a great appearance on the second audiobook of john hodgman's trio of everything you need to know books and dick cavett and him joke about how like they're both yaleys and they're like well we know the secret yale handshake (laughs) it is great he is a hoity-toity high high society thing on television and despite not growing up with anything he did I find him to be one of the most recognizable celebrity cameos yeah. in both voice and appearance every time I see him. Pretty it. fascinating. And having dinner with 
Frank Groucho has a great death threat. <laughs> so then Homer is getting sick of being a clown in the clown business. Apparently and, clowns are admired by the elderly. <laughs> yes. They're the only people who like him. And he then gets out of a ticket from Wiggum. I feel like Wiggum should have had a funnier memory than letting beavers loose in a pine Something a little store. more body. A little more be, ribald, yeah. no doubt. Then Homer starts finding out other things he can do, which I love the match cut to Homer's empty hand to then having money in his hand somewhere else. It's so mm-hmm. beautiful. But this... This, again, could be line of the yes. show. Oh, <gasps> you mean I get 5% off on everything in the store just because I look like, I mean, just because I am Krusty the Clown? How could I charge full price to the man whose lustful, filthy magazines kept me in business during that first shaky year? Oh, by the way, it is your new issue of Gigantic Assets. <laughs> the, the, the very sly look on Apu's face yeah. is holding the magazine it's, is, is so it's great. It's just a bare ass. A, a giant ass. ass. If it's not my line of the show, it's my image of the show. Yes. I have accidentally posted this on Instagram twice because of how much I love it. His smug, self-satisfied yeah. look conveys like... Gigantic I know what you're into. Or that like... He's also a fan. Yeah, yeah, it's like, I, yeah. It's this is the experience of buying porn from a human instead of on the internet. Of like, sometimes you will get like, yeah, I get it. I like this stuff too. Yes, please. If you want to imagine how horrible it was back in the day, imagine your porn search history having to go through a poo <laughs> every time you look for something. I, I love the bluntness of the magazine name "Gigantic Asses." Usually, it's like cherry or what do you think they write about? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I like. I also like that it. It. Sh- I think it shows the the amount of porn. Krusty takes these like Playboy Hustler, even Screw Magazine. That's so boring. I need to get more specific. I yeah, need gigantic specific. asses. And in Bart the Fink, they auction off his porno. <laughs> yeah, that's right for a nickel. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wish I brought more than I, wish I brought more than a dime with me. God, and and also that Homer is celebrating five percent off, which is like that's nothing, especially with the markups at the Quickie Mart. Look at this can of paint. That Look was my it. that was my Best Buy discount once they purchased the company I worked oh, for. Five percent wow. discount. Five percent. We're yes. in the money. Starts playing. <laughs> oh, sweet! It's like it's almost like it's tax free. <laughs> yeah, I uh, and also yeah, them eating together. That Luigi just seems to take. Krusty is like, oh, you have a new, ho- you have a new family. I never really got it. But watching, so many Italians. In this. Watching stuff with my dad. He grew up with one foot in like serious New York Italian culture. Uh-huh. Uh, my grandfather, I think, is first generation Italian. Like, really hates. Wop grease, like totally would offend him mm. because he grew up being called that while being chased and thrown stones at. But but my dad like had one route in that, and then he grew up. He you know he spent most of his teenage through adulthood in Florida. Mm-hmm. But he would crack the fuck up over shit like this in a uh. way I never really understood, <laughs> but I fed off of. Like he still quotes the state sketch about the Pope because all it is is Italian oh, stereotypes yeah. and love for Catholicism. Watching the monkeys do it. <laughs> And he loves this guy, uh, <laughs> Luigi, and uh, just the end sequence. We'll get there, James. Yes, Sorry. Yeah. I only can see you scumming a bed crusty. <laughs> That's maybe the last time Luigi insulted his restaurateurs. I don't think it, this joke, this bit about Luigi has ever come That's back. the last mm-hmm. twist I think they had on that joke. Yeah, which, and again, Homer's just walking around with a bucket of house paint. But mm-hmm. uh, meanwhile, other Italians, uh, it's time for Krusty to pay up. I am afraid the time has come for you to pay us. Look, I'm cleaned out. Just take the clown college. We have already taken it. Uh-huh. Kids have a lot of money these days. So after you finish your performance, you might consider robbing them. <laughs> Look, what can I tell you? You can't get blood from a turnip. You want to kill me? Go ahead and kill me. Oh, hey, hey, all right, okay, already. Look, <laughs> we can talk this over. No more talk. 
it is time for us to take you for a ride. Oh, no. <laughs> Mind if I go to the bathroom first? I see no harm in that. You <laughs> can hear the plane. When he's done in there, I gotta go. I, I love it's, all these sequences. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's not even a written joke, but uh, Krusty yeah. realizes he's going to die. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. It's like Krusty being just <laughs> just uh, weary is just a great like, yeah. sound to hear. <laughs> just all the... Yeah. Yeah. Is the Globetrotter stroke? Yeah, the, this, like, the Globetrotter. Sorry. Yeah, he so bet good. on the Globetrotters. He bet on the, the freaking ladder. Yes, yeah. I was shocked to see the, the wiki the point out for this episode that apparently... The generals have won. They won one game ever. The Harlem yeah. Globetrotters, it, again, I can't believe this exists and the Ringling Brothers do not. I think uh, we need to tell people it is sort of just a, a basketball stunt show where yeah. they, they're playing against villains. It's, it's as like, real as the WWE. Yes. Yeah, it's just, yeah. And so you pay for the... It's not a continuing story. You pay to see the Globetrotters embarrass the generals Who only play the generals, and I've been to a bunch of Globetrotter shows. <laughs> Hugh, and the sweet Georgia Brown. Sweet Georgia Brown, yeah. And uh, But they never lose. And uh, did you ever see his show? I never did. No, I've only seen I only, the clips. I've never got to attend one either. It horribly embarrassed uh, a kid in my school because they're like, "Who wants this T-shirt? Come on down!" And, like, and they give him a T-shirt and like, "All right, now put it on." Will flower and fan over you so no one can see you with your shirt off. And the second he took his shirt off in unison, they all spread out like a fucking 1940s musical when his shirt was off and the oh, whole wow. crowd laughed at him. Woo. Oh, how uh, dare they, man. Curly. You, oh, how dare They you. were using a friggin'. I love that shit yes. so much. <laughs> He's spitting the ball on his yeah. finger. Just, Just take, take it. it. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm, that's so good. I'm going to cut it in here. <laughs> Let me get this straight. You took all the money you made franchising your name and bet it against the Harlem Globetrotters? Uh, I thought the generals were due. He's spinning the ball on his finger. Just take it. Take the ball. That game was fixed. They were using a freaking ladder, for God's sakes. <laughs> but for the Krusty betting yeah. on things that, like, he's betting on an opera, he's betting yeah. on the Harlem Globetrotters. Scripted like, thing. Yeah. And then they take his bets, too. That, I mean, why would you talk him out of that? Yeah. When those dodges, he, him dodging the bullets is beautiful, too. Way before the Matrix, he was a guy dodging bullets. Ironically, there was a story of, like, that you can, in Vegas, bet on the WWE. Yes, Things yeah. based on fixed outcomes, and there was somebody on Reddit who was leaking the storylines, and mm-hmm. it fucked up the gambling ring yes yeah. you could you could easily predict who would win they had to yeah this was a recent thing that uh, somebody did got the smart money so good that mm-hmm. they're like they can forgive the smart money coming in if you're only going to win like a couple hundred dollars yes. somebody won tens of thousands of dollars and for that they're WWE. like all right party's over we're not taking wwe bets anymore <laughs> uh so they catch homer in crusty makeup they have now think he's homer and man both parts of speed holes again. Oh, yeah, this could be line of the show. I love Real. these There's scenes. Like eight so lines of the much. show. Oh god, damn it! It's so good. I want everything that's coming to Krusty the Clown, which is me, Krusty. <laughs> hey, it's Krusty, all right. Should I shoot him gangland style or execution style? Listen to your heart. Well, I can't give you the car, Krusty, but I can let you have this little number for practically nothing. Only thirty-eight thousand. <laughs> Hey, what are all these holes? These are speed holes. They make the car go fast. <laughs> oh, yeah, speed holes. <laughs> you want my advice? I think you should buy this car. <laughs> <laughs> I just... 
God. I wish this was a put that's in nature. I'm kind of like uh, like speechless at this joke. It's so great. And like, it, the, the fact that the, the dealer is not very perturbed, he's just like, just buy the car. Yeah, bullets are flying everywhere. It doesn't bother him at all. But I also just love that I've been in that situation. I think everybody can identify that of like, you're trying to be the expert at a thing you're going to have to spend money on, but you don't know as much. Mm-hmm. And so then a guy can say like, oh, no, that's totally normal. It's this word. He's like, oh, yeah, speed hole. You're trying to look like you're smart. Yeah, <laughs> I actually didn't know what Big Five was I, until someone neither. recently. Not did only not did I not know what it was, I didn't know there's one in the city. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it's a Western chain of uh, sporting goods stores yes. that also sells guns and bullets. Yes, and I think still you can get up there. According yeah. to commentary, graining was somehow inspired by this because O.J. bought the knife he murdered. Allegedly mm. murdered Nicole Brown Sisson and uh, Ron, what's his name? Goldman. He bought that at Big <laughs> Five. Yeah, but he's more famous than ever now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so, <laughs> just like the Luna Lounge. No, wait, what, the, what was the name of the diner? Well, who cares? Uh, God, just speed holes. Speed holes. Yeah, God, and then Homer putting speed holes in his own car with a pickaxe. Yes, yeah. Well, before that... We get the show's second reference to Batman 89's uh, mirror. The same sequence. Yeah, the same sequence. It fits more with Krusty than Lisa doing it, I suppose. There there are two what I can read as in in 2017 pro-trans jokes in this uh, where it's like, Krusty (laughs) is fine with breasts. Anybody hear me complain about the breasts? And Homer uh, is on board with Ralph wanting to... If he's a girl. Yeah. yeah. Or a boy. Whatever Ralph wants to be, he's... He wants him to dream. Never give up with your gender expression, yes. Ralph. And then also, like, Krusty, once Krusty has breasts, the first moment he is sexually harassed, he's like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Like, I think it maybe gave him some insight, like, hey, sexual harassment is not cool. I expected him to break the mirror, but that that was not part of the parody. Yes. I look exactly the same, you idiot. But his crow's feet didn't disappear. He still had the line under his eyes. And that is a reference to the awful origin story of Jack Napier, or yes. the Joker, uh, Tim Burton's 1989 Batman film. He also killed Batman's parents well, now. They get a load yeah. of me. Ugh. Yeah, well, at least that fits with the age difference between him and Michael Keaton. But, <laughs> uh, but yes, then the Speedles come back again. What would have been line of the show or scene of the show in another show, but this, I, uh, I'll just play first. What you diddly doing, neighbor? I'm putting speed holes in my car. Makes it go faster. Is that so? Well, gee, maybe the old Flanders mobile could use it. <laughs> Wow, lucky I always keep a Bible close to my heart. Huh? <laughs> oh, 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 lucky I was wearing an extra large piece of the true cross today. I think I'll go inside. Huh? What keeps doing that? I told you we should have bought more than three bullets. Let's just grab them. So uh, great. What keeps doing uh, that is a great little tag, too. Oh, uh, then Homer can't realize he's being shot at. And he says, I, and just his look, every time that Ned is shot right in front of him, both times, he, no expression change. I, I think the first time I watched uh, this, I was shocked to see Ned shot. Yes. I didn't think he was going to die. I was like, oh my God. Yes. Well, the way he flies backwards yeah. both times, it's so Let beautiful. alone saved by a Catholic tradition. That's the true, true cross. True, true. That true. doesn't fit with his Protestant mm-hmm. ways. Yeah. Oh, but God damn it. The, I, I, made a, I made a gif of it just constantly cycling of him getting up, shot, dropping the Bible, <laughs> then getting up again, shot. Just the, the, the animation of his falling backwards is just beautiful. It's, yeah, and I, lo- I love him. it. It makes me laugh so hard. I love him quietly sort of saying, like, I'm not going to push my luck anymore. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm going to go back inside. Yeah, I was already <laughs> saved miraculously twice. Twice. Shot in the chest. Shot in the chest twice. 
Knew we should have bought oh, more than three bullets. God damn and that is sort of an action movie parody, right? In which like the hero is shot or the best friend is yep. shot. It's like, and he Save pulls out some MacGuffin. sentimental thing out of yeah. his pocket. Well, that really happened in real true life to Teddy Roosevelt. He, oh, yeah. he was shot. Uh, there was an assassination attempt before one of his uh, speeches while being president. Oh. And, but it hit the speech and he, <laughs> though he was still bleeding, it was not, he wasn't fine, but he's like, I'm gonna give this speech, and he did it. Like it's, a thick it, ass speech. It's classic. Back then, people gave like hour long speeches yeah. when you try to be president. So, well, there was no radio were, or TV, and their so. guns were less powerful. Yeah, yeah, bully. Was, there well. were no bump stocks in uh, the early. Uh, 20th <laughs> if I may add, my only leftist remark: bullets should be the most expensive things on the planet. Yes. True. Also, the the effort Homer puts into hitting the pickaxe yeah. into the trunk of uh, the front of his car, which is his car's done. Like yeah. he has totaled his car. The engine is dead. He's got to be piercing it's some important parts. Wonderful today. because. Because it's the if you have to make speed holes, a pickaxe is the most inelegant <laughs> yeah. way to go about it. Yeah, you can get a nice drill bit, do it from the bottom. Yeah. Uh, uh, so they take in Homer, and then Homer, they're Mistaken mad at Homer. Me. They're mad at Barney. They even names Joe Valachi, which I did look this up. Joseph Valachi, he testified before the Senate in 1963, popularized the term Cosa Nostra, and name. and he is the inspiration for um, the guy who talks like this in oh, right. Godfather Part Two, who talks to the Senate. And he's the first person to acknowledge the existence of the Italian American Mafia. It happened in 1963, which really explains why the 70s had so many mob movies. It's like, yeah. oh, the mob is real. Let's talk about the mob now. After the in the 60s, they're like, yeah, are there mobs? I don't know. They're it's just palookas and now in yeah. the 70s like oh we've been given the blueprint of what the mob is so we can make more accurate films about it right There's, like yeah the structure and everything. yeah but yeah that's who that's who joe valachi is guys mm-hmm. who he died in prison in the 70s from a heart attack uh and yeah so then we meet character i wish had come back he technically has appeared in background stuff but this character's never appeared since don vittorio di maggio crusty the clown Sorry, I have to do this, Krusty. I cannot do it. To murder a funny man of such a genius would be a crime. There's lots of great subtle character acting with him, especially with, you know, the way he's moving his hands and gesturing with the gun and everything. And his posture. Only Mr. Yeah. Burns has that posture. And his, like, yellowed teeth, too, <laughs> that we see briefly up close. And that he's, he's so great, he's just a plot device. He kind of says, now the rules have changed. I want this now. I would never do this. Like... When really he should just he should just shoot Krusty in the face like that's that's the end of it. But he's they also have a joke that he's constantly cocking back the gun more. Right, that's making more noise. To I recognize that as a quietly brilliant joke. You can't <laughs> cock a gun twice as much. Yeah, yes. like well, I'm pulling the hammer back even farther. Isn't that scary? So the only people who know less about guns, I think, are the Simpsons than us. Yes. the Simpsons writers. <laughs> yeah. Well, Schwartzwalder will also write Cartridge Family. Right, right. So the the ultimate gun episode of the simpsons but yes so homer is challenged to do the try the bicycle bit can't do it i love the look on their faces as they think like he's doing it oh he's not doing it we are how, mad. how does crusty get there like why is he there i totally forget he because he couldn't change his face then he's like i gotta go back to face the music so yeah. that's that's why he comes back Ta-da! the fact that you did not do the trick well <laughs> is the biggest <laughs> insult of all yeah. hey guys i came to uh Oh, you got a deadly game of cat and mouse going? I'll come back. <laughs> I'm seeing double here. Four crusties. Krusty! Oh. oh, thanks. Thanks a lot. You came here to save me. Yeah, that's what I did. My apologies <laughs> to you. 
I almost made a grievous error. Goodbye, you crusty. Wait! He can't kill anybody if he doesn't know which one's the real crusty! Yeah! Oh, oh, hey, oh, 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 hop, ha, ha! I am confused. <laughs> Good one, crusty! Oh, <laughs> oh God! Yeah. I've said so many of those, like another line of the show for Krusty's. Yeah. So I am yeah. the annoying jackass. So whenever there is two of something yes. online, I will reply, "I'm seeing double here for blank." We all fucking do it <laughs> yeah. all the time, oh, and it's not. I, it's so not even that great a joke. But it is just... a fucking fantastic joke. It's like the joke is uh, you think he's going to say two Krusties, but there's something wrong with his vision, yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's what he's talking double. about. Yeah, I, know, I just. <laughs> But I think just, it is like one of the it, most quietly brilliant jokes on the, on the level I, yeah. of board even. All right, all right. I'll, Sorry, I'll, I'll I'm, give it, I'll I'm give filibustering it. now. No, I'll give it. I'll give it that. It's just one of those things that like I I wouldn't have been able to predict. That's still in thirty years later one of the most quoted sequences yeah. of this entire show. I mean, it really just pulls the rug out from under you. Like yeah. your expectations are just completely like flipped oh, over. <laughs> and I also I've said many times like I am a confused. Mm, I yeah. just love he's him stating out loud like I am a confused. Mm. So the the trick uh. that is coming up with both Homer and Krusty on. A tiny bike. It is some of the most complex animation yeah. work done yeah. in the series to date, and probably ever since. I've never seen anything this complex. I there's a camera sequence. I can only October just having passed. I see in almost all horror movies people running upstairs as the camera pans upwards as people oh, run yeah. over the camera. Yeah. There is no camera angle in The Simpsons like Krusty and Homer flying over the camera. Yeah, as it moves. Uh, yeah, it's like a bike for jump the stupidest reason. And, and like the pool table thing where they're yes. drawn from this way different angle. That's such like a complex character to and draw. The spin around on the bar stool. Yeah, and also the cute gag of them playing the Godfather theme. Okay, too. so you, I, I, I looked into that. That is the Godfather theme mm-hmm. introduced. by... By, in 1972, written by uh, Nino Rota, but also with lyrics by Larry Kushik. I oh. didn't know, like, mm. not unlike the last episode where we talked about, no, The Godfather did introduce this song as an instrumental. However, Andy Williams would get it on the Billboard charts. With lyrics? And I've never heard uh, it. If you'd like me to let's do take it. a little sure, time to yeah. pull it up. Andy Williams. So this is Andy Williams. The song was retitled from the love theme from The Godfather to Speak Softly, My Love. It uh, charted to 34 on the Billboard charts in 1972. Mm. Wow. Speak softly, love, and hold me Against your heart. <laughs> what the, I can't believe I've never heard this. The Godfather is really big with my family. Yeah. Can you believe it? <laughs> um, yeah, my Italian Italian size, the antistas, they used to get together and like, now you can't come in a room for a little while. And I didn't know why. It's when The Godfather came out on VHS. Uh, I had to like go dirty. sit alone with my sister and as my whole Italian family watched It's like Godfather. I'm looking in a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Krusty. <laughs> God, the, them loving The Godfather music, though. I mean, that's kind of a joke that Sopranos did, too. Oh, they love like, The Godfather, yeah, too. Yeah, that all that real-life gangsters love gangster movies, that they don't think, like, no, the messages well, the it was, gangsters are horrible. I, from the perspective of an Italian, they do talk about that in Sopranos for a little while, those types of movies were like the new Western or Marvel movies. Uh. And as the uh, original, what, disparaged race of, sure. a, of America, like, it 
you didn't see Italians being Italians mm-hmm. a lot in movies. No, really. They wanted more assimilation. And mm-hmm. so then this was the opposite of that. It was pointing yes. out, like, no, this is our Italian heritage. And like, the Sopranos will be the last of that because I mm-hmm. am the remainder of the Italians. You're yes. either white trash or you're me. You're, <laughs> all, you're all AJ. You're all AJ Sopranos. <laughs> or, or Meadow. Playing too much Mario Kart 64. <laughs> Mario. Reading, <laughs> reading Howard Zinn's uh, his People's <laughs> History of the United States. I recommend that book. Uh, it's a great book they do the trick i also love the, the when they finally cooperate the crusty is better than him but homer finally catches the bike and he does the the bell sound it's just beautiful how like, do they do that without asphyxiating i want to know <laughs> yeah it's the it's 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 magic you're not it's, looking for the misdirect it goes down their throat so the the joke this episode goes out on if they could have i assume they would have done the that's all folks and the iris yeah. out because it just is like smashes to an yeah, end it's it, beautiful uh it, okay Yay, Krusties! <laughs> grazie, grazie. You have brought great joy to this old Italian stereotype. No, no, Don Vittorio, you're not... Yes, I am. I know it, I am. Anyway, thank you, Krusty. Oh, you're welcome. So we're even now, huh? No, we just won't kill you. But you still owe us the money. Forty-eight dollars. Here's fifty. And to your change, and we thank you. The end. I don't think we'll ever get to a point where Italians are upset over their depiction in old media because <laughs> yes. who cares? You're white people <laughs> complaining. But uh, like that will always make it all okay. <laughs> nah, I, know, I am. I know. I know. I just is acceptance of it. Yeah. And it, from when we were watching, it just came out of nowhere that they were going to acknowledge the wild <laughs> yes. stereotype that was just happening. I love that. Now, even compared to Fat Tony, Legs, and Louie, that mm-hmm. he's so much more extreme. Even more than Luigi. Well, I'd say Luigi and him are equal. In being a they, they both look swarthy, but like technically, you could you could excuse every one of the Springfield's mobsters as New Yorkers. Yes, okay. yeah. Now they're officially Italian. I love his little mustache too. Yes, oh, very it's, good. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yes, again, the entire time they were ready to murder multiple people. For forty eight dollars. Oh forty eight dollars. makes change. Yeah. No yes. interest. Yeah, he doesn't even take like it's like you owe me money, but I'll still, you know, I'll, I'll honor this change agreement too. But yeah, like this is like one of the best, just pure gag packed episodes, and I feel like. This reminds me a lot of another one of my favorites, the the PTA disbands, which is just like a ton of gags and just like a, a, a kind of screw you slam to a halt ending. Oh that yeah, that's kind of right, like yeah. doesn't make any sense. But that's true. Yeah. No, this is. This might be the funniest episode. I think I've laughed more in this recording than I have in it. Yeah, yeah I, I still stand by Bart's comic being my favorite, but this episode is perfect. And these and were back to back. Yeah, back to two sports welders back to back. I think we had like eight lines of the show. Yep, yeah, and that and that David Silverman made it all hilarious. Like he went all out on this. This was this was a feature level animator doing a TV show and a TV budget. The stuff they pulled off, I'm like, this did not even look like a high budget episode. So compared to Bart's Comet, I was like, this feels like the A-team animators were on Bart's Comet yeah. and B-team was on uh, on Homie the Clown. But, god damn. Uh, Some of those scenes are just amazing. I, 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 I can't believe how good shot. season six has been. I, I, yeah. I don't 
we even did an episode of Laser Time that were like champion your favorite Simpsons season and let the people vote on it. And nobody picks six, and I'm yeah. like, that that has to change. I, this, this is perfect. Yeah, this is giving me way more. Uh, the only negative on six so far is that it just has the worst clip show. But it's like uh, that shouldn't even count. That's, almost. Yeah, like, we have to yeah. discount that completely. Oh, but goddamn it, yes, um, so funny, so funny. Goddamn, really good. Thank you so much for listening, folks. I've been your host, Bob Mackey. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. My other podcast is Retronauts every Monday and occasionally a bonus episode on Friday. Find that at Retronauts.com or look for Retronauts in your podcast machine. We've been around for like 11 years. We've covered everything. We're going to cover more than everything soon. So please, (laughs) check out the podcast. If you love this and would like more things like this, why, there's a ton of the exclusive stuff on Patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons, including us doing the same episode by episode treatment of the classic The Critic, as well as community podcasts, exclusive videos, tons more stuff, and every episode a week early and ad-free. And I should also mention uh, that if you listen to this on iTunes or if you were listening to this on iTunes, they might have unsubscribed you from it in the most recent update. And so... Keep that to your, uh, keep that in mind, or tell your friends. Resubscribe and, uh, and just spread the word about the Simpsons. Hey, as long as you're on iTunes, why not a review if you're there? You yeah, know, yeah. it helps us out, and it's something uh, free that you can do. Totally. Um, and we do need your help. They just met, we just all got kind of messed with uh, subscribe to Laser Time Thirty Twenty Ten and Video Game Apocalypse. I know we do too many things. We occupy too much of your oh, time, okay. but we work really hard on those shows. Uh, and we'd love to get more of you people back on board. You might, if you like the pop culture deep dive we do with The Simpsons as our guide, mm-hmm. you might like Laser Time, which is a different topic every single week. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually pretty fun. Both Henry and Bob have been on a bunch mm-hmm. of times. Or 302010, which is a similar exploration of history, but for a certain week. Yes, this, uh, this 20, week, 30, 30, 20, and 10 years ago, and we do occasionally run up against The Simpsons. Yeah. And, you know, if you like this specific going through a thing in order mm-hmm. you guys you and lizzie cuevas just did that with an eight minor elm street it is a wrap if you want more of it well it's going to need more listeners so <laughs> be sure to check that out in i think hindsight. more movies too right there's one movie we didn't do and uh, i don't know that we ever remake? will no i don't way. want to it's yeah. like it is spoiler it's the lowest rated on metacritic and rotten tomatoes lower than freddy's dead one of the worst movies of all time <laughs> Uh, it, like it's it's that bad, and I, I just sort of don't want to see it. We didn't need confirmation. I prefer yeah. a Freddy as a child murderer and not a child molester. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to get grittier with that Jack Earl Haley, man. Yes, that's right. He's too good at playing a child molester. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with Bart versus Australia. See you oh then. My God. infotainment.